Colanda. This is Stanley. And welcome to Real Talk Live. Woo! Tonight, we are talking about is church a family business? Hey, Alexis. So I really thought, like the last time we talked about poly church politics, I really thought we were going to go here, but we did not. So I want to start with a disclaimer. Please. I do feel like it is okay to have your family involved in ministry. We mm-hmm. probably should have said it's ministry or family business rather than church. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's okay. Like, as a parent, I understand. Like, I have church girls. It is like a dream of mine to have the Lord give me a little girl and I can pass it on to her. I feel like as a parent, yeah. that's what we want to do. But then I also realize that I have to be open enough to know that my daughter may decide that she wants to be a lawyer. She may not want to be in ministry mm-hmm. that way. And um, I think that's maybe where the conflict comes is sometimes um, we allow, we pass stuff on along to family members who may not be equipped to be in ministry. Or just like, you know, that's just like Makai not wanting to be a musician. He may decide he want to be an accountant oh, or an author or whatever. Um, but I think it's natural as parents Mm -hmm. to start something especially ministry and then want to pass it on to their children so that's my disclaimer that i'm sensitive to that because i'm a mom and i want to build generational wealth and like what better way to build it is than in ministry i i get i get what you're saying um and i totally agree i'm i'm not let me just say this right let me just say this and put this out on the table this is not in regards to a particular ministry or anything like that. So before y'all try to figure out who we talking about, we're not talking about anybody. This is a general discussion, conversation yeah. and discussion. So these it are... does not just happen exactly. at local ministries. It's no. the church so at before large. Before y'all go run, he said no. If we were discussing particular ministries, I think we'll say it. Yeah, we probably would have named it. <laughs> so, we probably would have named it. We probably would have named it, but we didn't do that. They so want you to pay attention. I am paying attention. Matter of fact, pay attention to this text that you're about to get. Oh, okay. So anyway, um, I think that it is okay for your family to be involved in ministry. Um, in what areas of ministry, that is something that you and your family members have to be very, very clear in. But it shouldn't be to the point where uh, the whole ministry is centered around your family. That's kind of where a lot of people that are not related begin to have the problem because it makes it seem like it's all about you, your four, and no more. So if it's a ministry and it involves people from all walks of life, everybody's bringing something to the table. Don't exclude those out because they're not blood related or or they're not related by marriage or however y'all do it. Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying, don't do not do that because at the end of the day, the church belongs to everybody. It belongs right. to everybody that is a part. The ministry is everybody putting it together. We're all tithing. They're all giving. They're all doing this. So I feel like they all should have some level of input now. I do say this, and I said this before, um, as a pastor, I believe that you need to be very realistic. You may want your son or your daughter to succeed your right, ministry right. or your wife, but you, you have to be very realistic and see that, okay, if this person, if this is the person that I want to take over when the Lord calls me home or if, I'm, if I want to step down, then you need to be realistic enough to realize, can they handle this? Right. Or, you know, do they have the character to be a leader? Can they... You know what I'm saying? If their attitude is nasty now, then nine times out of ten, yeah, it's matter of fact, it's going to make it worse. So if you know that they're not able to budget, they're not able to manage, they're not able to counsel, they're not able to give good advice, they're not able to 
I mean, anything, then you need to be very realistic and realize maybe the Lord did not call them to right, do this. And right. maybe my successor is somebody else. But it's nothing wrong with your family being involved, but you just need to know their purpose. Well, they need to know their purpose, and you need to find a way for them to meet their purpose. You know, so everybody will be happy. And, and I think on. we have to look at pastoring as a gift and not as like a position mm-hmm. because everybody doesn't have the gift of preaching. Everybody doesn't have the gift of teaching. Everybody does not have the gift of being a pastor. Mm-hmm. So if you're giving your child who is a musician, that's their gift, but you're trying to put them in the place of a pastor, you're doing them a disservice because they're not equipped to handle the mantle that comes along with that with that calling. And so it's like, I don't have the ability to call Makai to anything. He already has his calling. Now it's my it's my job to help him figure it out and to steer him in the right direction but I can't make him be what I want him to be because I didn't create him mm-hmm. like he are he came here with a calling he came here with a purpose and that may not be pastoring or teaching or it may not even be music it may be something totally different and I think we just we're not even being open to what I don't think what God wants us to do anymore um Broomer said sounds like they need to stick to the parking ministry <laughs> And and that's very true. You do have some that needs to that need to find. I think the problem is you can is, be great at that. You can be you great can totally at that. transform the parking ministry security. Yes, ushering. We need security sound. in the churches today. Yes. Yeah. I was watching. I remember some years ago when the Shears had a um down had a live what a reality uh, TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Karen Clark Shear kept saying that she really wanted her son, Jay Drew. Jay Drew is big into producing. He's a great producer. He's good with music and things of that nature. And she kept telling her husband, Bishop Shear, she said, I really want Jay Drew to be a preacher. And he kept saying, but mama, that's not my call. And she right. was like, but your granddaddy was a preacher. And your great-granddaddy was a preacher. And your grandmother was a preacher. And your great-grandmother was a preacher. It's in your blood. Why you? I just really want you to be a preacher. You were like, but mama, that's not my calling. And that's not my gift. And even though that was what she wanted, it she had to come to grips with, I mean, that's not what he's doing. Now, you have Kiara, on the other hand, she's preaching, you know, but she really wanted J. Drew to be the preacher. But now, again, he's a producer. He's making good money. He's working with right. great artists. He's really fulfilling his musical purpose right now, and they're encouraging him. Matter of fact, they started a record company, and he's now in charge of their record right. company. So It's a weird name, though. It's their names put together. It's, that's weird. Karoo, yeah, it's that's, their names put together. Weird, yeah. Don't say that because they might be listening to us. I'm sorry. It could God bless been, you. Bishop Sheard. God bless you. Been you know, Sheard music. I, whatever. I'm a Bishop Sheard fan. Karoo. Sheard in 2020. That's an insider. But anyway. Like um, when eBay changed their name to Rakuten. It got to be something that we can pronounce eBay better. changed their name? Yeah, it's called Rakuten now. It got to be something that roll off the tongue. That, Okay, what what he say? And she found a common, common ground, ground and allowed him to produce for her. But Thank yeah, you. but what if he? What if she didn't like let him do that? Like, what if she kept hounding him in in in, in an effort to want to please his mom? He decided he was going to pass her. And then the souls that could have been reached or fed or grew don't grow because the person that's not called to that is in that position. Chris said, "Is that I'm thinking talking about Kiara? Is that her calling?" 
We're not here to judge people calls. I didn't know she preached. Yeah, she I a, just thought yeah, she was a licensed a um, evangelist now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she got licensed as an evangelist. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's evangelist Kiara Shear. Yeah, I'm not getting a license. In the, in they the grand let old me church. Get, they should have let me get my license when I was 12 years old. Oh, I wanted it. I, God. I, don't, I don't want it now. Anyway, you don't want them. They cost too much. But anyway. <laughs> it, Literally, emotionally. But I yeah, all of it. Yeah, you pay a price, uh, literally. But I think um but but again, like as far as family bit like for instance, my dad is a pastor. My dad pastors a ministry. Um and I am not a member of his church. I'm still a member under the ministry with Bishop Hall. And we have an understanding now. You know, most people will assume right. that, okay, you would go over there and, and you know, be and be, dad, be, be right. my dad. But I realized that I helped him. I can help him better in the position that I'm in now versus me being actually physically there. And me and him have that understanding. It does not mean that we're beefing or we don't get along or nothing like that. But I just look at it like this. When it comes to ministry, my soul is my first priority. So right. wherever I'm at, I got to make sure my soul is being fed and that I'm growing and you know, that I'm becoming a better Christian at first. Right. So, and we have that understanding. And, you know, um, and even with me and my dad, we had to come to that terms that, you know, okay, that's his assignment. That's not my assignment. The Lord may call me to do something else. So the souls that God may call me to minister to and reach, I may not be able to reach them if I'm plugging in here. You know what I'm saying? Right. Into that. Right. So you, you just got to know your assignment and you got to know your area. Uh, and I think that's why we do see a lot of, now, there are some sons and fathers that can do it, but there are a lot of them that don't need to do it. Mm-mm. I'm going um, <laughs> to leave that right there. And I think you, what you and your dad do, I think that's commendable because a lot of parents can't handle their children deciding to do something else. But it's like, this is, who you, this is what you taught me. You taught me to follow the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm following him, you can't be upset because he's not, he's leading me in a different direction from what you want me to go so what if you notice people leaving your church due to forcefully placing family members in positions i think i mean hmm. who's to say it's because of who's been placed in the position but i think it's like this if if the general population is saying that this is an issue to them and then at the end of the day the church belongs to the people at the church. So you do need to hear the people out yeah. and allow to see what, like for instance, by you being a mother and you keep, you keep cooking peas. Makai don't like peas, but you're just determined to make, to him, eat make him eat peas. But every time you cook them, you ain't doing nothing but wasting peas because he's never going to eat the peas. And then it's like, no, you're going to eat these peas. Instead of trying to figure out why he don't like peas, you're just forcing him to eat peas. And I think that's where a lot of churches are at now. It's not that you're trying to allow people to run your vision or or deter you from what God has called you to do. But at the end of the day, they play a major part in your ministry. Matter right. of fact, they are your ministry. Right. Because what a lot of what a lot of us have to understand is all the members of a church can get up one day and walk out and say, we're not coming back no more. And some churches cannot afford for people not to show up. So at least hear people out and see where they're at. So you can see how you can serve them better. Yeah. And if they say that your child is a hindrance for them growing and it's a general statement amongst the body, then you may want to pay attention to that and, and not think that and think, okay, well, hating. yeah. And think that people just hate no this yeah. and that. 
No, you may want to look at it and be like, really? Okay, the priority is they're sold and are they growing? Okay, if this person's not going to help them grow, then we need to reevaluate. Or we may need to offer some type of training or something to put them in place. I feel like anywhere else in, like, church is a business in the sense of its... Come on, please. (laughs) In the sense of its structure, it is a business. And I think any other business that defines out that they're constituents don't like a certain thing they do something to get rid of it or to make it better or to improve it i think church is the only place where we're not listening to the people who are trying to reach to find out what is it that you need it's like i'm speaking to your i don't know i i think i'm meeting your needs by serving you peas and i'm like okay well let's try green beans let's try something else if we're not eating that and I think church is the only place where we're not trying to meet the need of the people, although these are our constituents. Mm-hmm. It's like if you look at the business structure, when you're filling out your paperwork, you have a, they're not called board of trustees, but you have to determine who your board of trustees are in a sense for nonprofit organizations. But then the people who sold to your ministry, who donate to your ministry, those are your constituents. And who's going to keep sowing to places that's not meeting their need? Like if we decide that... Um, Y'all gave up on H&M for a while when they had the little boy with the monkey outfit on. Y'all have given up on a lot of other brands. But when those brands realize, like, oh, we offended our constituents, they change it. They improve so that they can meet the needs of the people that they're trying to reach. I think I don't I don't understand why church does not do the same thing. And, you know, and and, and then you can't exclude. I can, I can talk here. Let me get like my talk. Pastor. Y'all interested in this? Get like my pastor. Y'all interested in this? This is my thing. And what you have to understand is, and I get it. I know that you will want your children yeah. or your spouse to yeah. be a major role yeah, in ministry. Yeah, yeah. But you can't forget about the people that was faithful to you while your children was out there smoking crack and hoeing around and, you know, living their life and things like that. These people were faithful to you throughout the ground building Ooh, stages of your ministry. And That's so out of nowhere, you now, once your child gets saved, the next week you decide, okay, this person is going to be over this. Now, all of everybody else had to be proven with their ministry. Everybody else had to be, you know, vetted out and we had to go through classes and training and stuff like that. But and this is what makes people mad with families and churches, because you don't put them through the same scrutiny that you put everybody else through when it comes to leadership. Okay, I see. I got some hearts there. Yeah, but I'm just saying. So it's kind of like when when John John was out there. You know, running women, smoking crack, selling drugs, in and out of school, doing this, doing that. And when Susie was out there, you know, getting pregnant and this and that and the other, da 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 you know, yes, we was praying for them. And yes, we thank God for their salvation. But now that God has restored them, then we instantly say, okay, they're ready to serve. But what about the people that's been waiting to serve that's yeah. been serving you the whole You're time? You're right. We don't put, put them through the, the same scrutiny. Um, we don't make them sit down, but we make everybody else sit down. <laughs> Right. Oh, y'all like this thing up. You're right. Y'all like and this see, and, and, that, and that is why I know a lot of people are offended by the conversations that we have on The Real Room. But I wish that the pastors would tune in because... Yeah, we really be wanting the pastors to listen to like, this stuff. Like, we're not trying to be offensive, but, like, we really got some questions. Like, we want to understand. Like, how can you tell Bob that's been there faithful to you for 15 years that it's not his season, but then yet when little John John come back and get saved... He, you know, he preaching next Sunday. Oh, I like, had to go through the whole new members class and just to uh, serve. But when John John came back and now he's been delivered, he just goes straight up there to the pulpit. But I had to take classes. And all saying. I wanted to do was usher. And y'all think that when people bring these questions, oh, they fighting against the order. No, it's not the order. But, you know, when it comes to ministry, and one thing I've learned with my family and one thing I learned 
growing up in church. When it comes to ministry, everybody's on the same level. Right. Yes, you love your family, and I'm not saying that you put the church before your family, but you shouldn't put your family before you. Well, no, you don't put the church before your family. They find a way to word this, but it shouldn't be to the point where you neglecting your family, though. You got to make sure we're all growing together. Right. And I think that's where a lot of times where we see a lot of undeveloped leaders in position because of them being related. Then we say, well, if I put them in this position, then they'll just grow up into that position. Right, right. No, we ain't got time to grow up in that position. Mm -hmm. I need you to be ready. Because they'll be here bleeding on us in the meantime while they they growing up. I'm about to use one of Bishop calls. How did him who comes so late know so so much so so soon? soon? Because, you know, I've been here. So, like, how is it that we're both here and... Just like you've been giving them a little extra word on the side because I thought we was on the side. <laughs> it's the truth, though. It's the truth. And God is not pleased. Where's Chris? God is not pleased. <laughs> Where's Chris? Where, where I'm at? With our church politics. <laughs> and he's not. Because if you're looking at other churches, they don't look like ours. And they're they growing. And they're growing. So then it makes us be like, okay, what are we doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? I think the real reason why we allow... That's good, Chris. Moses didn't yeah. appoint his own sons because they weren't They were qualified. not qualified. And I think that's the problem with this country. I think that's the problem with our government. I think that's the problem with our churches. I think that's the problem with most of our businesses and corporations. We have too many unqualified leaders in leadership positions. And I put this on Facebook a couple of days ago. When you give somebody a position that's immature, you're validating their immaturity and you're also stunning the growth of those that they have to follow them. Right. So instead of us growing up and being more mature, we have to stay stuck because until they grow until up, they grow up which is not fair. So, um, and then you get mad when they leave and go other places and they grow and God start using them. But that's another topic. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. That's so true. We do do them a disservice. And I do feel like God is going to judge us when we put people who are not equipped or we haven't even given people a chance to like know God for themselves. Exactly. Get their own testimony before we start letting them lead other people. Yeah, and then they get burned out. Yeah. Fast because they were not ready for this. And put them on trial. You know, when they say, Okay, you know, they got saved Sunday. Okay, Monday, follow up. Are yeah. you saved? How do you know that you're saved? What does salvation mean yeah. to you? That's what I'm saying. You know, just because they are related does not exempt them from going through the process. And all of us have to, and I'm, now let me say this. I don't want pre- PKs out there thinking that we're, we're thinking that all of y'all Right. Because there are some that are going through the process. Some of y'all are saved. Some of y'all are saved yeah. for real, But I'm talking about these ones that's just skipping over stuff yeah. and getting out. But you got to understand that all of us have to go through a process to get where we have to go. And if I got to take steps, you got to, we all have to take steps, you know, and I get it. But you know what a lot of this may be is that as a, when, when you said PKs, but as a, as your father, maybe I neglected you because I was so involved in ministry. But now that you're of, you're of age, here is how I can repay you or make up for the time that we lost. It's by giving you a position. Okay, if that's the case, go get you a court order and get you some custody time. <laughs> the, the ministry ain't for that. It's not for you to make up for lost time. I think time. a lot of people are using okay, it as an opportunity no, for us to work together. No. I wasn't really there when you were younger. Mm-hmm. No, that, so that let's work together now in ministry. No, ministry is not for that. Especially if you know that that person is not called to that position. Like, at the end of the day, this, this, people's lives are tied to that's this true. stuff. Like, what you do can determine if a person lives or die. 
You don't know how many people come. I was listening to Matthew Stevenson one day, and he said, when every time he preached, he always asked the Lord before he preached, God, if there's somebody in here that's suicidal, please show them to me so right, I can minister. Right. You don't know how many people are coming to church suicidal, that's depressed, that's sick, that need to hear a word, that need deliverance, that got things going on in their life. You know, they may be looking good on the outside, but on the inside, you know, they're broken and they're destroyed. And then instead of them getting a real word, you let them hear this particular person because you want to use this as a trophy right. to show how anointed your family really is. But that's another topic. I'll talk about that later. Yes, yeah, custody time. Go get you some custody time. If you want to spend that much time, take a vacation. You know, they're your child, so you can always spend time with them as much as you and want And then to. I can't have you despising the ministry, so I'm going to make you a part of it. Yeah. And that's why you have a lot of children in ministry. I'm telling you, that's why you have a lot of children that are in ministry that are still struggling with 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 drug abuse, alcoholism, sexual perversion, all kind of stuff uh, secretly because they were taught to put on this face. Yeah, and haven't so we, been delivered. And they haven't fully been delivered. Yeah. Nobody's really ministering to them. They're just making them work. Yeah. Woo! I, I just set somebody free right now. <laughs> I felt that. Somebody Nobody's just got ministering delivered. to them. We just put them to work. Yeah, we, you know, I, I had a friend of mine tell me this. I'm not going to put his name out here. But he told me this, and he said, I don't, I don't really remember getting saved. And I'm like, what you mean? He said, all I remember is I left church, grew up oh, in wow. church, left church for a while, came back, and they just put me to work. But I don't remember actually getting saved. And it was, mm. we were laughing about it, but the reality is there, that's a lot of us. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't really remember being saved, but because they were our children, we just put them back to work. That was on a TV show I watched today. Um, this man, his dad is a pastor, and his children were questioning whether God exists. And so they were asking him, Daddy, what do you think? And he was like, you know what? I can't say I ever had a moment where I knew God for myself because religion was kind of pushed on me because, mm-hmm. you know, dad is a pastor, and we had, to go, we had to go to church. But he did not recall having a moment of knowing God for himself because... It's just kind of like, you know, they just drug you to church and you mm-hmm. heard about it. And so that's what you believe. But that's when you walk away with that church culture and you don't know God for yourself. And that's kind of, you know, and that's one thing my parents really encouraged me and my brother, you know, get a relationship with God yes. yourself. Like get to know God yourself. Don't go off what you see us doing, what you hear and things like that. Get to know God yourself. And I'm telling y'all, that's why you got a lot of these kids growing up in church. They speaking in tongues and they sound just like the church mother that they mocking. Because we never encourage them to get a relationship with God. We just put them in position because that's our grandchildren. That's our children, our nieces, our nephews. Mm -hmm. And our churches are not uh, really flourishing in the way that it should because we're not holding them accountable. And my thing of it is... When it comes to ministry, they should be held accountable just as much as if it was anybody else. More when you are having people who follow you, you should be held more accountable as a leader. But I think we also have thought that by putting people in position, this was going to be the way that you work out your salvation. No. This was going to be the way that you work through your deliverance by we, you know, we thought by putting you in position and you having to study and be accountable to the people that it was going to make some of this other stuff that you're dealing with behind closed doors fall off of you. Yeah, that's not, that's not, um, (laughs) hold on. That's not what, I got to find a scripture because people think I'd be making this stuff up. I thought you said the Bible was in. It it is in my heart. It is in my heart. But I got to give y'all this scripture. This one set somebody free. Second Timothy four and five. What did it say? Okay. It says this. It says, but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Full proof. Full proof. 
We're putting people in leadership positions that have not been proven yet. And because we think that they got it, we haven't even tried them. We haven't tested them. We haven't seen can they handle the heat? Can they handle controversy? Can they handle um, the process? Because a lot of times when you make mistakes, like for instance, if an average girl get pregnant in our church, we take it down from the choir stand and she sit in the audience, and then after the baby born, we put her back, but then she got to deal with the shame and all of that when she comes back. Yeah. But then when it's your daughter that gets pregnant, you know, you get up there and you preach a sermon on grace and mercy and things of that nature, and then you allow them to continually serve in ministry, and you expect them to just love them and keep it moving. But the ministries have not been proven. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. So I think we got to get back to holding people accountable and making people... Um, how can I? Yeah, just making people prove what they say God called them to be. Yeah. So if you say you're my son, like my dad used to tell me all the time, I'm not going to call you to preach. Just because I preach don't mean you have to preach. It took me a long time to accept the fact that God called me to preach because I didn't want to be a preacher. Still don't want to be a preacher. <laughs> but my dad used to tell me this. Don't let people call you. You have to know for sure that right. God called you. Right. They saying too many churches are furnished but not flourishing. <laughs> Uh, too much thinking and not enough being God led. Yes. Yeah. And, and God is not like not trying to speak to us. He's mm-hmm. always talking, but we have to invite him in on what we have planned. Lord, this is what I want, but ultimately let your will be done. Yes, I would love for my children to take on what I started, but that may not be what you called them to do. Mm, I like what Chris said. Accountability includes your it, it own. Does. It includes your If you're going to sit them down, sit yours down. <laughs> Come on, somebody. If one sit, we all sit. <laughs> Especially if we all we done did the same thing. Especially if everybody already knows. It ain't no secret. Yeah. Sit them down. Ain't nothing wrong with sitting down. Yeah. I promise you it ain't. I think we would respect <laughs> leaders more if they were honest. You know, because then you have to be accountable to us as the, as the congregation. Yeah. So we would, I think we would respect them more. Because when you don't do it, you're teaching your children to be arrogant in, in, in the ministry. And they are. And they are. And they, then you wonder why right. we say... Uh, we don't want to hear them preach. Yeah. Or we don't want to we don't want to sit under them. Because you've have you have groomed a monster. You have literally trained a monster. You've taught us to be humble, but you taught them to be prideful. Right. Okay. What she said, appointed for show so, so others can see that they are anointed but don't have education. Mm, nothing but an empty wagon. An empty wagon. <laughs> <laughs> an empty wagon. An empty wagon. Yeah. I think that it, now, let me say this. I don't, I'm not here to say that families don't play a part in ministry. Um, there are a lot of ministries where the family operates in. For instance, um, I love Tony Evans' uh, ministry. Yeah, yeah. His children, well, mainly his son and his daughter. Anthony Evans is a gospel singer. He's not a preacher. What does Krista do? I think she, um, I don't think she really teaches nothing like that. But right. I know Jonathan does and yeah. Priscilla does. Yeah. But, and Priscilla was doing movies and stuff like that. Um, Tony Evans was their dad. You know, their mom just recently passed Lois Evans. But you got Anthony Evans. He's not a preacher. He just sings. He's a worship leader. And I don't even think he's still a member of the church because he's traveling all the time. Yeah, yeah. Doing things like that. So he's following his own direction. Bishop Jakes, for instance, um, he has his daughters, Cora and Sarah, but his sons don't preach. Right. I don't know if they're really involved in ministry like that. Um, But he has... Dexter may be the only one who, like, go... Who probably, yeah. yeah. I don't know what the other I don't think do. the yeah. other two, re- I think yeah. they go to the church, but they're not oh, really. Oh, she said Crystal. Oh, Crystal does too? Okay. okay. But I don't think they really go to, I don't think they're like in ministry preaching and stuff like that. His sons yeah. are. Um, Dr. Uh, Ivy Hilliard, his daughters, Arisha and Prashia Hilliard, they're preaching. Matter of fact, Arisha took over his ministry. Yeah, Prashia preaching like that, I thought she was still a worship. 
But no, she, she preaches. She can preach though. Oh. She's a preacher and a, she's over and can pray. Oh God, and can pray. Can Even though what's his name is coming up now, Rob Possible's daughter. She's she's oh, stepping yeah. up into yeah, the ranks yeah, now. Yeah. So there are families that um, but if you go back and look at how they did it, I will say this based off what they said. They didn't just allow their children just to get up over people. Right. You know, their ministries are successful ministries, and I don't think they would just hand those ministries over, over to their children right. if they didn't think that they were not. They um, had been proven. Because cause, uh, Bishop James could have been gave Sarah a church. Yeah. He he didn't. He waited until she had a husband, had a partner. So she got settled. And then now I can trust you with a ministry. Yeah. Cora is just now preaching because mm-hmm. she's just been over the children's ministry yeah. for a long time. I like Kenny gave gave a great example. Bishop Morton. Yeah, look at Paul Morton. PJ oh, yeah. doesn't preach. Right. PJ is a recording artist. Yeah. And he does all kinds of music. music yeah. You know? But, but it's like how we we limit our children when we feel like God can only use them one way. And he can do more. Especially like with Priscilla, mm-hmm. um, Tony Evans' daughter. Like she can preach, but then she's still now she's, she's doing venturing off into movies. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, preaching just limits her, but Lord has called her to do more. Yeah. Um, what's his, I mean, you have a lot of people out there and, and I know honestly, and and I, I, I'm going to just put it out there. This is why mainly a lot of people keep trying to keep the church within family because financially it keeps the The money, the money in the family, just 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 in case, you know, say for instance, the Lord pulls the pastor's number and he calls them home. You know, you want to make sure that your, your family is taken care of. So the best way to do that is to make sure that you have somebody in that position that, you know, and can trust to keep it going. But at the end of the day, we got to realize that God is our source. And the same faith that you teach us to believe and hold on yes. to God. And that he's a provider. Where is it That's you? the same faith you're going to need, yes. you know, as well when times and situations occur. Yes. So a lot of times, that that's a lot of reasons why. Because truth be told, everybody's family isn't called to ministry. I've right. seen pastors where their children and their wives did nothing in ministry. They're not called to it. It's just the pastor's job. Yeah. You know, so you have to trust God because at the end of the day, the church is God's bride. It's not right. our business. It's right. God's bride. Right. Um, I don't know if you know the Freemans in Michigan. Breland. Michael and Dee Dee Freeman. Yeah. No, that's- yeah. With Breland Bowman. Um, that they, I think she preaches like a second service, but he doesn't let her do it by herself. Um, she has to partner with somebody else. He, he didn't just like let her have the ministry. She has to partner with some other son of the ministry who's been there for a while. The money can still be in the family without forcing them That's true. to the pulpit. That's true. Look at um, you know, I've you know, I've seen um Bishop Blake's wife, right? She don't preach. Thank no, you. Bishop Patterson's wife. She she but Bishop Blake got sons that preach. But Bishop Patterson's wife, she's not the pastor of the church. That's good, Julia. The best way is to have ample life insurance. Thank you. The church is not your hustle. Thank you. That's I don't, good. I don't think it's our job to... <sighs> Lord, I'm finna to mess up. To take care of the leader? No, I think we're supposed to sow into the man and woman of God. I do believe in that. But I, that's why it's important as leaders, when God blesses you with a certain level of increase, you take that increase and you find out if there's something else that God can allow you to do outside of that right like for instance i was looking at an interview with bishop jakes and he said he does not take a salary from his church because he hosts conferences he, he writes books, books he does movies. movies he don't need to take a salary so all of the money that that potter's house brings in goes to potter's house That's so good. if something wants to happen bishop jakes has something to continue with his wife and his children 
Joel Osteen is another example. He doesn't take a salary from Lakewood because the books that he writes, they're million sellers and they bring in a lot of money. I mean, but when you think about it, the only reason why we know Joel Osteen is because of the ministry God has given him. So it seems to like... Or well, like his dad, he did succeed his well, dad. Well, I mean, like T.D. Jakes, like we know them because of the ministry that the Lord gave them. So it's like the Lord helps you build his ministry. Why not let the ministry sustain itself? Because he's giving you another he's giving means you another of income. Stream. First lady got her own candle line. So yeah. she don't even need the church salary. She do? Yeah. I didn't know she that. has like a home uh brand. Or she yeah, do like try, home and stuff. you know, and that's the thing. If you want to run a family business, create a family business, not a yeah. church. It could be a dog sitting service, oh. a pet store, a grocery store. Yeah, they don't need the church they for They have it. other ventures. Yeah. They have, and that's what I really want to encourage us a lot in ministry to do. Start getting other ventures. Start a yeah. t shirt business, hat business. If you like to write, write books. If you like Something else, do something else because you don't want to put that pressure on a church because they may not be able to fulfill everything God calls them to feel. Right. Because they got to make sure that, you know, your lights and stuff is still on. Can you, but can on. you imagine, like, you, the the success that T.D. Jakes has reached? Like, if the church had to pay his mortgage or, you know, I'm sure he lived nice. They and I'm pretty sure at first the church was doing that. But but now to have to do that, I'm sure they live in a nice home. Mm. I mean, they hang out with Tyler Perry and all this, mm. you know, the clothes that they like to wear. Like, I feel like the ministry wouldn't even be able to keep up with their lifestyle. So they need to be able to depend on themselves exactly. for um, their own lifestyle. For their own lifestyles. Yeah. And, and I get it. Yes. I'm not saying that you shouldn't pay tithe or offering and give or none we of that. We don't pay tithe, we return tithe. Yeah, you return tithe. I'm sorry. We give offering. Yeah, you give offering. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that you do that, but you still do that. But what I'm saying is, is for those in leadership, don't make this into something where um, it's just to take care of you. Right. And, not, and you're not sowing back into the other people or the only people you're sowing back into are those that are related to right, you. Right, right. That's not right. You know, I've... You know, we got to don't, don't put your mind. family on payroll, but when other people do stuff for the ministry, it's for the, it's for the, it's we for have the to volunteer. Yeah, we, we have to volunteer, but y'all getting a consistent paycheck and, Thank you. and we're doing the same sin. thing y'all do, Yeah, but it, we get it. It's for the love of the ministry. Yeah. You do it unto we the Lord. Should, we, yeah. This is your service unto, so, unto the Lord as a partner. Well, exactly. But well, they need to do their service <laughs> to get that check back. Get that check back. Yeah. Get that check back. Let yeah. these people know that you. <laughs> Almost said so, but it's the truth though. I'm telling y'all, I have seen it. I have seen it throughout. I've been in church all of my life, and I have seen ministries fail because of families. I have seen ministries yeah. only go so far because of families. They don't I, have a good succession plan. They don't. They don't. When the pastor die, then they fighting over the brothers and siblings fighting over who gonna take over the church, and then the cousins in the church, and that's how it works. Especially when you got a pastor that has a bunch of kids, they start a church. Then they kids are members, and then they have kids, and they have members, and then they have kids, and the great grands are members. So then everybody, you know, bickering. There's no, and it's another thing with with a lot of churches that are ran by families. A lot of families, um, if not careful, there's no order, and because right. you know there's no structure, there's no order. People feel like they can do whatever they want to do. They can talk to people however they want to talk to them. They can, you know, treat people however they want to treat them. They can get up there and grab the mic whenever they feel like it. Yep. Oh, that's my uncle. It don't matter. That's my granddaddy. It don't matter. That's my aunt. It don't matter. You know, this and that. And that's the problem. And then because they're family, we don't rebuke them because they're family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, you got to set. If you're going to have a family church, there needs to be a level of order because there are going to be people a part of your ministry that are not related to you. And people pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know a lot of people that won't go to a family church. A lot of people. But it's like, I haven't seen one. I need to see You probably seen one, but didn't know everybody in the church well, was no, related. my church back home wasn't a family church. Yeah. Only my pastor is in ministry. Okay, Elder Wilson say he's experienced that before. I'm telling you, I've seen family church where you got the pastor, everybody, everybody in the church related. And it's just like anything and everything goes Pretty in that Chris. church. Chris hmm. said, let the members do more than just pay, put their tithes in the church. <laughs> that's true. Let them yeah. do a little bit more. More than just needing me for money. He said, oh, that structure and order, they just, it just don't apply to the, to the family, family or, or the, the phase of the church. <laughs> yeah. It's the truth. Because then now it's like... Such and such got just as much say so in the ministry as exactly. pastor do. Like for instance, if you got all of your daughters over praise and worship, right, and they showing up late every time service start, you never say anything to them. But you ask me to be over praise and worship, and you rebuke me over the mic. Come on now, right? Why you right. can't rebuke your daughters? Right. You know what I'm saying? Or if all your nephews are over the parking ministry and they never show up. But I miss one parking thing and you rebuke me over the mic, then why you don't say nothing to your nephew? Right. That's why people have a problem when family becomes involved in church. And it's the same thing with how we say with family and business. When you see a lot of family businesses, especially restaurants, they be biting in the kitchen, arguing at each other, <laughs> cussing each other out, messing up orders. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Embarrassing you in front of the customers yep, and all of that. Yep. Family just, it's just with family, the respect level is not where it should be at right, all times. Right. You know, even Jesus. The Bible says when Jesus went back to his hometown, he didn't do a lot of miracles there because they didn't believe him. They kept yeah. treating him like, oh, that's oh, that's Mary and Joseph boy. Yeah. You know, and that's how we can be in church. So that's what I'm saying. If you're going to put your children in leadership, then you need to prepare them for this. Right. What about if your son can't preach but he preaches every Sunday? I think <laughs> I'm hey. You, I think as a parent, you, you see past their imperfections because you're wanting them. You you have a desire. You yeah. are really adamant about. But it's, but the but the pulpit is not the it's really not the place for you to practice your gift on us. You need to be in your closet and letting the Lord perfect Lame you before the Lord behind closed doors before you come out and you practice on us. Discovering who God has called you to be. Because I'm I'm a I'm a writer, so I listen. You can't just say stuff to me. I'd be like, wait a minute, that. And I actually read the Point word. B don't connect like, with A, so how do we get to C? Like, I mean, that ain't why Jesus will. She say, pray, prayerfully leave. Yeah. <laughs> if you, <laughs> I mean, it again, you have to, because this is the thing. When you put your children up over ministry, the members are going to hold them to the level yes. of the ministry that you have placed them in. Yes, we are. So we're, we may not give them the same grace that we give you as the leader. Right. So, for instance, if Kalanda's dad is a pastor and, and she just got saved last night and he said, good, I want to put over the youth ministry, I'm going to hold her accountable as a youth pastor. She don't get a pass because she just got saved last right. night. Right. Because what she does affects my child. Right. And that's how it is in ministry. Right. You don't get no passes because of who you are because even though your even though the leadership may give you a pass, but the people are st people can still hold you accountable for that position right. that you hold. I'm like you, Toy. You can't just say stuff to me. Uh-uh. Yeah, you can't say something to you me. You can't just do it. You can't throw a whole bunch of cliches at I'll me. Because I stay home and watch it online. Yeah. In my pajamas. Yeah, you can't throw a whole bunch of cliches. 
Um, you can't repeat what Pastor said last week or what's been saying. I watch too much other people preaching for exactly. me. I'd be like, okay, I heard that when I was listening to such exactly. and such the other day. So you can't just be saying something. I mean, you got to be in your closet and come out and say something. I need you with an anointing, <laughs> yeah. not a performance. Yeah, because you're right. There are people who come to church and they have considered suicide. Yeah. I remember that there was a there was one moment in life when I felt like death was would be the best answer because it felt like it was just so much peace and death. I wouldn't have to deal with what I was dealing with mm. in life. And people do come to church they like that. And I was coming like to church and felt like that. And felt like that. And felt like that. I'm just saying. What's BTOP? I don't know what that means. B- oh, that that's Kenny Church. Broom Tabernacle of Praise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris said the church attendance shows that it could shows it could either wait a minute. It's it's it, either empty or out filled. or it fills up. That's true. Yeah. You better listen. My former pastor, Bishop Kinsey, used to say people have a way of telling you how they feel. They do. They may not verbally tell you. But Maybe this is what we should be praying for. God, open the eyes of leaders everywhere so they can see what needs to be seen, but what has not <laughs> been seen. Wilson, you late. I, I, we already touched that. He talking yeah. about, right, your son gets saved on Monday, Sunday morning. You name him. Yeah. I, I have seen it. I have seen it. I have seen it. I have seen it. And John and I came on home. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for Johnny coming back home. Yeah, we're going to give him a chance to leave. Yeah, we're going to put him on by you. No, let's make sure Johnny's really delivered. <laughs> yeah. Johnny might be still drinking. Yeah. Johnny might be still smoking weed. You can't say anything to me, and you're not going to say just anything to my child either. And so. it's not a form of arrogance that we have. It's just the fact that we understand yeah. you haven't been proven yet. Yeah. You have not been proven yet. And we have yeah. to give people time. Being proven don't mean can get up there and preach. But being proven means can your character handle your calling? Right. Woo. Right. Right. Lord, please. Especially just... when it's like, God, I've been walking with you and I know how I still struggle with stuff. You mean to tell me you don't got it all you need to get over the last night that you That's got to say? That's true. I just set somebody free with that statement yeah. right can there. Can your character Can handle your character you? handle your calling? And by letting people put y'all in positions you are not equipped for, that your character is not equipped for, your marriage is not equipped for. Yeah, you your lifestyle like is not equipped for. You, you don't, don't have to give people an account. Positions. You feel like you don't owe nobody an explanation for nothing. You just can do everything and anything Say that you want to do. Want. Exactly, and then and I get it as a pastor. That's your desire for your children and your your spouse to help you. But let's be realistic. If that ain't where it's at, that ain't where it's at. Right, right. It ain't nothing you can do. I mean, it is what it is. If if they ain't got it, they ain't got it. <laughs> it is what it is. I think if leaders took souls seriously, they would consider their families. They wouldn't consider, they would consider their family first for ministry. That's true. Because at the end of the day, the church is about meeting the needs of people and, and winning souls and showing people the kingdom of yeah, God. Yeah. And if you're showing us your kingdom, then how you might as well close the church down. Because if you're not going to show us Christ... And close it down. Yeah. There's no point of us coming and meeting. And well, they, we coming because they want us to come because they need our tithe and our offering. Oh, can you care to handle your call? Drops phone and breaks into hold the dance. Oh, okay. Souls Kitty. versus surplus. All right, Kitty. All right, Doc. Stop trying try to hang with me tonight. All right. Somebody Some people me. don't even be preaching. <laughs> Some be doing a sound check throughout the whole service. Stop <laughs> that hollering and talk to me. I know. Cause I don't, I don't turn my hearing off just cause you get loud. I still be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, that don't make sense. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm with you when you're right. You're I'm with you when you're right. 
when you start hollering and you not saying nothing. And then when you get finished, the person got to come back behind you and try to clean up everything you just got up there and said. No. I don't like no word that I can't take anything from. If I feel like it was all over the place, I'm like, Lord, what was the point? I just go home and watch somebody online. That's what I do. But I don't like make, I don't like wasting my time like that. I be like, God, you can't tell me to stay home? That's true, though. That ain't nothing but a soundtrack. And then the whole time they turn me up. Give me some more in the monitors. Give me some more highs. Give me some more lows. Yeah. Turn me down. Can you do this? Can yeah. you do that? that yeah. That's like no soundtrack. Just preach. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Just preach. Preach. I can't hear nobody because you're too loud. That's yeah. why you can't hear nobody. Turn yeah. that stuff down, you can hear us. Yeah. But yeah, y'all, the church is not a family. The, the non denominational white churches. Let me tell y'all something. If Prince Harry and Meghan had enough sense to walk away from being the royals, then that, that should be a wake up call for a lot of us in ministry. It's okay to walk away. And listen, and even though your family, um, I heard Bishop McKissie Jr. say this. They could never take away that royal identity from them because he's a part of the bloodline. Right. He just stepped back from the responsibilities of it because he knew that the pressure of that was too much. Right. So, and that's something that we can learn as well in ministry. It's okay if just because your dad is is the apostle, the, the overseer, the bishop, the prophet, whatever, and your mom is the assistant, whatever she do, right. and this and that. If it's too much for you and you know that this is not, and, and like with Prince Harry, Prince Harry will never be the king because he's not in the, it's the, not, it's not going to fall on him. Yeah, yeah. It's going to go through William's kids. So he'll never be the king unless all of them die and he will be next. So he already understands, I'm not going to be king. I'm never going to be king. Why am I trying to stay in a role that's limiting me from being who I'm, who I really am, and what I can really do? Why not take a step back and you know give this up and pursue my real purpose and live in peace? You know, right, right. I think that's something that we can do. Right. Um, and you know, and that, that's something that we can really look at. It's nothing wrong if you know deep down in your heart that God did not call you to this, and you're just doing this to make your parents proud. Have a conversation with your parents. Mama, I love you. Daddy, I love you. But this is not in the direction right. that God has Protect for you. Protect your peace. Protect your, your sanity. Peace. Ain't not worth it. Yeah, your emotional and your mental health. Yeah. Ooh, I think... Boy, I know. said something different. Walking away hits different when you when you get checks from the church. But listen, <laughs> Harry and Meghan, didn't they cut their um, they they money off too? Yep. They cut their money. Matter but of fact, see, they, they got to pay money back. But they set themselves up because they went and got their um, trademark, their thing trademark you can't give my seal to nobody else so let me protect it and yep. create another stream of income so that we don't have to live off you guys because you. we're so content with being on our, on our own and not being under this and having this responsibility anymore we're going to set up our own way to make our coin exactly and that's something that try to find and like i said find another there are other things that god can use you in yeah you know website building promoting flyers evangelism um, what else? Dance. Yeah. Um, if, if Alexis is on here, Alexis dance. Um, Alexis guns. Yeah. She's, she, she dance. Knows. Yeah. She, uh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. Pardon <laughs> me. Prophet is cheaper. Ale- I, I have a bad habit of keep calling people by their maiden names. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to call you Douglas, but I got it. I even got Lewis was your maiden name. But anyway, oh, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but Alexis, she, she, you know, she was on the dance ministry. Um, you have other things that God had, God can call you to doing and things yeah, like that. Yeah. So, and, and that's the thing. And if you holding on to a check, you might as well let it go anyway. Cause eventually when your parents die, that check gonna drive anyway. Oh God. I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone tonight. Because we're coming. Okay. I'll leave it alone tonight. Tonight. <laughs> 
I'm going to leave it alone. I'm just saying, if you holding on because of a check, when when it's your time to take over, them people going to leave you anyway, so you still ain't going to get a check. Because you, you come in because of, of who the pastor is. Yeah. Oh, I like what Toya said. Stand up for your destiny. Don't waste time trying to please people. No, life is too short to be living somebody else's dream for exactly. your life. And if your parents didn't do it when they was your age, that's their problem. You are not here to complete all of their assignments. That's right. There are some that's assignments good. that you can't go back and dude, my dad told me something when I was little. I'll never forget it. He said, I can only take this name so far. He said, but God is going to use you to take this name even further. So there are some things that I'm accomplishing at my age that my father didn't accomplish when he was my age. Does that mean that I'm better than my dad? No. Does that mean that we're jealous of each other? No. But there are some things that God will only allow individuals to do. Right. There's some things that you're doing that your mom didn't do right. at your age. Right. So, yeah. And I can't go back and accomplish all of her dreams no. because then who's going to accomplish mine? Who's going to accomplish yours? So, yeah. Everybody got to answer for themselves. Tell me. I can't go to heaven with regrets. That, no. That's my motto. Mm-mm. I'm going to heaven. I don't want to get I'm up there and be like, dog. This God. is what I could have had. That's who I could have been. <laughs> what? Lord, I could have been married. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> You ain't tell me that was my wife. You, I thought it was other. Well, thank God, thank God for parents who want us to pursue our own passions and our own dreams. Yeah, we don't have to. You because know, yeah, they may have paved the way, but and they may have. You don't them, owe them. You don't yeah. have to sacrifice your purpose in payment of what they've done for you. It said. Some people don't know what to do on their own because they've been catered to and baby under their dad's church too. When they go outside, their attitude is trash because of entitlement. Mm, That's true. That's true. I, I yeah. Some, some of y'all don't know how to act. Y'all don't really know. And you don't really know your purpose. You don't really know That's what you're good, doing. That's good, Sister Simon. She said, I cannot live my life or my dreams through my children. That's, That's true. Good. And you got a lot of parents that are trying to do that. You know, they want their child to go to the same college they went to. Major in the same field that they yeah, want you to be a lawyer because I was a lawyer. It's the family business. It's the family business. Y'all better make sure this is what God want you all to do. And you, if it's a family business, create one. Create a business yeah. for your family. Don't create a church. Because I think Harold, like Harold and Harold, is a family business. Yeah. But if you're not called to be a no lawyer, then you find you what you're supposed to be doing. Exactly. Let the heaven is the one place we're gonna have to go and answer for our own self. I'm telling you, I like for instance, um, you got a lot of churches. You, really, you see it a lot in, in most Pentecostal churches, and I hate to say you it, where family we, business. Well, we keep these family businesses because you see other denominations. They don't put up with a half of this foolishness we put up with. They don't. They'd be like, "Oh no, I'm Pastor Bob, you 95, that uh, you're done. Yeah, you finna send somebody." They have else. whole families and come in and bring a whole other pastor to come preach at it or plant it somewhere else and don't even pick their own kids to be the pastor. Mm-hmm. They don't. And the kids get mad. Do they? All right, bye. The church going to be yeah. all right. Because if the right person is over it, the ministry is still going to flourish. Yep. Just saying. Don't appoint the familiar. Appoint the ones that's that God's hand is on. Yeah. You know, and that's what happened with David. When, when God had rejected Saul by right, Jonathan should have been king. Yeah. Because Jonathan was Saul's son. But the Lord sent Samuel to anoint David as the king. We yeah. preach a lot about David, but, you know, look at it. David was called to take over a position that he was not in the line for. Right. He was, matter of fact, even he was so much not supposed to be king to where when the prophet went to Jesse's house to, to anoint him, Jesse called all his other sons but David yeah. and left David on the back side of the mountain. His own daddy didn't believe he could be king. His daddy thought he was going to be nothing but a shepherd. Right. That's it. But the Lord called him to be a king and Israel flourished. And instead of the, the, the calling to be on David's bloodline, Saul, it ended up going through David, David because yeah. after David, it was 
Solomon and then Solomon and then it split and you know all that stuff. Y'all gotta yeah. reach Bible, you understand it. Yeah. But yeah, that just goes to show the anointing may be hereditary, but the position is not. Yeah. And you know what's a good example? Um Matthew Lord, Stevenson. Please. And I know a lot of y'all may not like him, but the fact that he has created twenty I think he we're at he's at that's not we. He's at twenty churches. But none of them, I don't think, are related to him. No, none but, of them are. But it shows us that God does not need our family, that he can still send people who can help carry the vision he's given us. 20 different locations with people all over the world Yeah. that the Lord has sent to help carry his vision. Yeah. So it's not, it's not that it's not even possible. That's Your family true. can't do that. Your family of four can't. Uh, plant and pastor 20 churches you need other people yeah you need help and y'all running them away like like there's a story in the bible with with paul and timothy um timothy had a grandmother and a mother that was saved he had but his father was not saved paul took timothy under his wing timothy was not related to paul paul took timothy under his wing coached him groomed him planted a church and placed timothy there as the pastor yeah his mother didn't start the church his grandmother didn't start the church paul grabbed timothy and placed him there you get what I'm saying? Paul didn't have kids of his own, so he found the the callings in Timothy, Titus, and yeah. Apollos, and all of those ones, and he allowed and he planned. That's what a real apostle does. That's what real apostles do. I don't know what what y'all doing, but that's what the <laughs> so real. Wait, that's means. good. She said we got to stop wanting to look a certain way that the ministry ends up suffering. Yep. Yeah. We want to look like father and son who who serve the in ministry together. Yeah. No. yeah. And let me tell y'all something. When you're doing when you when you're doing it because of the perception. You're still lying. Perception is lying. When you say we want to give off the perception that we're a, a great ministry, yeah. you're lying to the and people. And you're, you're manipulating us. Yeah. So you're, you're tricking us to believe. Yeah. So now you're in witchcraft. Because you're, you're tricking us to believe that you're one way and we can come here for one thing and we're, and we're not getting yeah. it. And we're not getting it. So then we go on your website and we see all these great pictures. We do. Y'all got some we good do, pictures. And then we actually photos. come and we see the hole in the roof and, you know, Somebody done punched a hole in the wall and all of that, and y'all ain't got no order. You're starting late and all of that. You're saying, <laughs> so you're lying. It's the truth. I'm, it's let's call it, we don't want to give off no advertisement. Exactly. You are lying. You are lying. We're giving off the come to our church where the glory of God dwells. The glory ain't been there since you started. Come on, y'all. Yep. Stop yep. lying. Stop lying. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Batman and don't, don't rob it. <laughs> <laughs> don't I'm serious. Y'all yeah. better stop. We do need to start being more honest. Like we'll get you out by 1230, but that's because we're going to stop praise and worship. Yeah. You're not going to be able to shout, and we're going to get the speaker up at a certain time. Like We need to start being honest. <laughs> oh, Elder Wilson. What Elder Wilson, get off our, get off our line. <laughs> Elder Wilson say, what if the mama is pushing the father pastor to put her baby in the position That's of leadership. That's possible. I can be. I can see myself how a woman can do that. But that's where you separate pastor from father. Yeah. That's where you separate husband from pastor. Right. That's where you separate. Are you called to this or am I called to this? Yeah. You know, if you want him to be a pastor so bad, how about you and him go start a church? How about that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Help him launch his own. Yeah. Ministry. Help him launch his own ministry. It's not the only thing that dwells is roaches. <laughs> It's the truth, we but, but I, I, I've seen it where the mother, the wife is really nagging the husband because she really wants, like I said, the situation with Karen Clark, but there's going to have to be a point where you're going to have to come to the realization and be honest with yourself and say, you know what? 
Billy is not called to do this. Yeah. As much as yeah. I want Billy to be the pastor, Billy ain't gonna um Billy ain't gonna have to um do this. Hey Reese, yeah. Billy ain't gonna have to um do this. So we gotta get we we just gotta be honest we with do. each other, y'all. We do. Let's just stop stop trying to groom people that ain't called. If yeah. they not called They're not ready. They not ready and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather you be honest and say I'm not ready and sit down than to get up there and you're ill prepared. And when I'm coming to you with a dire soul need, you can't meet it. That's like going to a doctor that hasn't graduated medical school yet. Right, right. That ain't right. You wouldn't want to go there. So no. why are you going to make the people be subject to somebody who's not ready to pastor? He told me, you know, if he say no, he ain't getting nothing at home. Oh, That's well, go on the fast. God. That's between him and God. You shouldn't have married the woman. You knew she was crazy before you married her. <laughs> he tried going to fast. Going to fast. You need to be fasting anyway. That's the problem. All that hunching. You need to be in your word. <laughs> okay. I wish I had somebody tonight. I said, I wish I had somebody tonight. <laughs> and all you want to do, hunch, 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 hunch. Don't want to get in your word. Oh, oh let me get you off this She thing. don't want to give you nothing, fine. Let her know. I don't need it. God is my supplier. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll send another one. <laughs> okay, thank you guys so much for tuning in well, with we'll us tonight. Well, won't do another one, Will. I wish I had some you help. You want to make help. an announcement because I'm about to get you off the phone. <laughs> Let, let me let me get you out the phone. <laughs> Somebody come get me out here, please. You want to make your announcement? It's too early. No, I'm not going to make okay. it right now. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. <laughs> we really appreciate it. We oh, really God. Wait a minute. Fill out application. So, wait a minute. Fill uh, out so Simon said, fill out application. If he sold it for a job. Hello. Get a job. <laughs> A man that don't work, don't eat. That's what the Bible say. Get a child. That's what the Bible say. It's not like we're, we didn't make that up. The Bible didn't say that. It's the truth. Y'all crazy. I'm serious, y'all. I'm tired of this. If you, if she won't, let me say this. We gonna go. If she won't give you none because you won't put old boy up, then oh well, tell her that's fine. There's plenty of it where it Look, came toy, toy I go get some more. Toy said probably wasn't getting any already, but Hello, I digress. thank you. And you tell her, say, there's plenty of it out there. I ain't gonna get some more. You ain't got to get... You ain't got to give me nothing. I go find something. How about that? That's how you solve that problem. Let me stop y'all if I've been a broke up somebody's household. Thank y'all for tuning in. Until next time. <laughs>